Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We're your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. This is Stephanie. And this is Andrew. And we have another episode of History for Weirdos for you guys. What number is it? This is... Oh, I didn't check beforehand. This is the first time <laughs> I've like lost track. I think this is like 15 or 16. I think it's 16. It might be 16, yeah. Did this we do is 15 embarrassing. Last week, right? That would sure. That's usually how numbers go. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> well, regardless of what number episode this is, I... Just want to say thank you to Andrew because technically we like to switch off weeks. Like mm-hmm. you do one week, I do the next, whatever. And technically this is supposed to be my week to regale you all with a weird tale. But I am like two weeks away from finishing graduate school and I can barely find time to like shower and brush my hair. <laughs> it's true. I can like vouch for you on this. Yeah. And so I asked Andrew to just take one for the team and do (laughs) this week's episode as well as last week. So thank you so much, babe. I really appreciate it. I am currently writing my last paper of graduate school, so. And your last paper of, like, your entire academic career, probably. Yes. I am so excited. I'm, I told her I get to smack her in the face if she (laughs) gets her, like, PhD or, like, or doctorate and whatever. Well, this was that was your idea. So that would be a better way of phrasing yes, it. Yes, that would have been, yeah, <laughs> that's much better. I, I do not endorse domestic violence. This was her idea. I told Andrew and all my friends, I was like, please, I might eventually forget, like in a couple years, I might forget how awful graduate school is. And I might just be like, yeah, you know what? Like, I was thinking of getting like a doctorate. Just punch me in the face. Like, don't say anything. <laughs> just punch me in the face because that's not necessary. Uh, that's Stephanie circa 2023 right there. <laughs> 2023, 2023. What sounds better? I think 2023 actually sounds better. 2023. Sounds like more futuristic. Yeah, it sounds really cool. So... All of that is to say that Andrew has prepared a weird story for us this week. Yes, I have. And this one's interesting. Um, there's going to be a little twist coming up. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, I love twists. And I'm just going to leave it at that. What is this week's story then? You know what? I decided to go over someone that should be more like well-known, but mm-hmm. to be frank, just isn't. Yeah. His name is Tamerlin or Timur. Timur? Timur. Okay. And he's actually a distant relative of Genghis Khan, not a direct descendant, but a distant relative nonetheless. Okay. Yes. A descendant relative, like a later generations or? No, no, he's not a direct descendant. He's like, they both have like a common ancestor. So like, like Genghis Khan's like, no. So like Genghis (laughs) Khan's like great grandfather was like also his like many, many times great grandfather. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm just, shut up. Okay, you're just. 
At first, I was like trying to help explain, and I'm like, "Oh no, you're just being stupid right now on purpose." Wait, were they alive at the same time? No, no. Like Genghis Khan, like died like 150 years before, like he was born or something like that. Yeah, so like very distantly related. Okay, Timur. Timur or Tamerlane. It goes Tamerlane. Yeah, and I'll get into that in a second. Mm -hmm. So Tamerlane or Timur, he was a Turco-Mongol, which means he was kind of like Turkish and Mongol. Okay. Um, because again, sense. like this was like well after Genghis Khan yes. has, has like died. So, um, he was the, like a conqueror who founded the Timurid dynasty. Okay. And that was like centered around like modern day Iran and central Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, I his, actually, I've never heard of this. I know I hadn't either, which is really incredible because and I'll get into it in a little bit. Like he was a very important figure like during like late medieval period. That's so weird, and I thought I knew, not to brag, but I thought I knew quite a bit about Iranian history for an uneducated American, and it turns out, no. No. Oh, because he wasn't, like, Persian by, like, blood. Right. He was Mongol But and that's Turkish. where his empire was. Yes. In, mo- in present day. Well, Iran. let's get into that in a okay. second. But mm-hmm. his, yeah, his name Tamerlan is the Latinized or Anglicized translation of Timur Ilang, which translates to, like, Timur the Lame. And that's because... He was, uh, he was like in his twenties. He mm-hmm. was shot by an arrow in his right leg and oh, became wow. like lame and had a limp okay. in that leg. But his ruthless leadership was ironically anything but lame. Ooh, that's a good one, babe. Yes, <laughs> that's thank a good you. One. I'm bowing to everyone. I'm bowing. <laughs> um, he was so he was undefeated in battle throughout oh, wow. decades of being a ruler. Wow, decades. Multiple decades. Yes. Like 35 years or something. Um, and he battled a lot. He was super wow. into conquest. Um, and he's widely regarded as one of the greatest military leaders and tacticians of all time. And I've never heard his name. Never heard. Yeah, me neither. Perfect for this podcast. And his goal was the revival of the Mongol Empire that Genghis mm-hmm. Khan like started. That makes sense. And But it's interesting, though, is he was a... Um, the most powerful and feared ruler in the entire Muslim world. And he was himself a Sunni Muslim. Uh Uh-huh. I'll get to that more in a second Mm -hmm. because much like, you know, I I, I compared him to Constantine the Great actually a lot who used Christianity Mm -hmm. um, as like kind of just a way, as like a means to an end. Yeah, it was a tool. And I think he did the same with like with Islam as well. He saw a lot of people were kind of like, reunited by it and he's like oh i'm gonna latch on to that but in reality he didn't really care he was just like he'd wanted power that's so interesting because i've actually just like passively in my mind and let me know if you agree with this have made the observation that men who are famous conquerors because it's almost always men Mm -hmm. um tend to not be very religious or spiritual or whatever you want to call it but align themselves with this divine sort of theme or mm-hmm. or with these divine entities or these higher powers or like the Catholic Church or whatever it is, like throughout history, they see it as a tool. But I don't buy for a second that you could conquer people <laughs> on the daily and really be a spiritual person. Absolutely. I think it's just it it's just one explanation to me that makes the most sense is that it legitimizes their power. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and they they see that they're not, and they're usually incredibly smart. Like mm-hmm. this, I'll get into more detail. But he was no dum dum. Mm-hmm. He was very intelligent. Yeah, it's a very strategic move. So 
you mentioned earlier about Persia, right? Mm-hmm. And Iran, like how like his, his empire was there. Yes. It was, but it was so much more. So his military conquest saw him conquer the land that comprises modern day countries of Iraq, mm-hmm. Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, large parts of Turkey and Syria, and the northwestern portion of India, Delhi. Holy smokes. Yes. So he conquered a lot. Like It was a, a big empire. That's a huge landmass. Not, he didn't, he never got to the point where he was able to like revive like the Mongol empire of Genghis mm-hmm. Khan, but he, it was really, really freaking big. Yeah. And in short amount of time too. Like yeah. he did this in just decades. That's insane. It is. And he referred to himself as the sword of Islam. And converted <laughs> much of his empire to a religion. But, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Tamerlane's own religious affiliation is actually unclear. And mm. he may, again, have just been using Islam as a means to consolidate and exert his power. Right. Which, again, goes back to that theory we were just talking about. Yeah, God wants me to be in power. Exactly. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's like kind of like a similar theme, rinse, repeat, you know, throughout history. Yeah. So he was, a, and you know, by this and through just his sheer will, his his magnetism, and mm-hmm. his like honestly his cruelty, he was <sighs> able to effectively rule over a multi ethnic empire through yeah. you know again using those kind of that's those tactics I just mentioned. He was a force. He was a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. He was incredibly like controversial and just in kind of an enigmatic figure, even in his time. Yes, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So like. While the central parts of his empire entered, like, a golden age, like, Mm -hmm. you know, especially, like, Iran, Afghanistan, like, the Levant and, yeah, Persia, Mm -hmm. um, other parts, like, along the fringes of his empire Mm -hmm. and, you know, including his enemies were just not as lucky. Mm. In fact, like, because of his warmongering, a record 17 million people were killed directly as a result of his military campaigns. Put that in perspective, that's about... That was about 5% of the world's population at the time. Today, there are 7.8 billion people. And if you were to take, you know, kill 5% of that, Mm -hmm. that's a roughly 390 million people. So that's basically, you know, the equivalent. I'm In terms of percentages. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Warmongering is not chill. (laughs) It's so not chill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so not chill. The first thing that came to mind, I was like, geez, never has it been chill yeah. in the history of humans, and yet we still continue to do it. I know. Wow. So he must have been, like, infamous and feared. Yes. Oh, absolutely. But it, it's just, it's and really hated. strange. I, like And loved. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And from... Loved from unlikely sources. What? Yeah. So remember, I said like he was um, he. This was like pretty much at the height of like Islamic power, okay. and he was the central and most feared leader. The sword of yeah, the sword mm-hmm. of Islam is you know as, mm-hmm. as what he you know, that's basically what he named himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so bloodthirsty and power hungry, but he also enjoyed ancient literature and could speak like five different languages. Such a lovely combination. Yes. Yeah, Bloodthirsty, so, <laughs> power hungry, multilingual. <laughs> yes, I know. He was incredibly like well educated. Incredibly well educated and he could pick up languages really easily. 
Oh my gosh, I wonder if he was a sociopath. He might have been. Or a psychopath. So he loved eating at fancy banquets. And, yeah, me too. and then proceeding to drink heavily during those, especially like after a meal, mm-hmm. as was like, I guess, Mongol tradition. Mm-hmm. You'd eat like a feast and then just guzzle a ton of like beer, wine, hard liquor, whatever. As is Mexican tradition as well. Yes. I <laughs> yeah, I, I've witnessed that firsthand with your family. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's a sight to behold. So, you know, in fact, at one point, Spanish emissaries who were in his court in the early years of the 15th century witnessed this firsthand. Mm-hmm. And they also witnessed when, you know, one guest came late to the festivities, mm-hmm. the offending individual had his nose pierced like a pig. Oh no! Needless to For say, being late? yes, Tam- Timerlane or Tamerlane treated "quote unquote" raging. That's that's mine. Oh, my I was like, what? <laughs> With the utmost reverence. So, if you were late to these, like boozy banquets, boozy banquets, you were physically punished. Yes, he did not mess around with these. I know I don't think uh, our friend Mitzi listens, but she'd be so screwed. She'd be so screwed. <laughs> I'd be screwed. Yeah, Mitzi, this is a warning. I don't want to go full <laughs> Timmer on you the next time you're like 45 minutes late. <laughs> wow. Yes. So he, yeah, no chill. This guy has no chill. Absolutely not. But remember when you said like how he was feared and all of that? And I yeah. said, yes, but he had friends with unlikely sources. Yes. Who are those sources? Well, boom, I'll tell you that in about three seconds. Okay. So those weird sources were the monarchs, Charles VI of France and Henry IV of England. You know, it's so funny. I was going to say he would have gotten along well with Henry VIII. Yes, he probably would have. Yeah. Yeah, definitely removed. They're a couple of centuries removed, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe one century, whatever. Yeah, they're, but yes. Generationally removed and mm-hmm. would have gotten along because Henry VIII also loved uh, raging, as you put he it. He loved raging, indeed. Mm-hmm. Wow. So why were they fans of his? Well, it's because they believed he was saving Christianity from the Turkish Empire. Because remember, I know that's what's it's very, yes, he was Muslim, mm-hmm. uh, Sunni Muslim in particular, but it was one of those things where he did it out of convenience. And I don't necessarily think he was like, he wasn't like a religious zealot, like mm-hmm. how I think they viewed like the Turks to be at the time. Okay. And so, so was like, like, he was more of like a, a pragmatic leader. And plus, he fought the Turks and you know, of course, he was undefeated in battle, so he pretty much pwned them pretty so well, just, even often though, and early. Even, <laughs> yeah. even though he was undefeated and so bloodthirsty, they somehow saw him as less of a threat to Christianity. Yes, be- and I I don't know the rationale. I, I tried looking it up. There wasn't any. Maybe the true rationale at the time was just they were really impressed. It could have been that. <laughs> and they were like, like I want that. Because this dude came out of nowhere. Like, he mm-hmm. wasn't, like, you know, like, he wasn't born in a royal court. Like, his dad was, I think, middle class or something. He wasn't groomed for no, this. No, he mm-hmm. was just born, like, in- incredibly intelligent and bloodthirsty scary. and scary. <laughs> and, in fact, you know, I, I didn't write this down because I really didn't want to get into it because it's not the point of the story. The point of the story is actually yet to come. Okay. Um, But, like, he would be, like, the three times great grandfather of like, you know, like a sultanate in Delhi or like mm. in, you know, present day India. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like the other like 
many time great grandfather of some other like dynasty, like Han dynasty. Wow. So he had powerful descendants. And he did. Yes. Like generationally removed. Yeah. That's huge. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, he was, had an incredibly mixed and controversial past, but you know, again, was a shrewd tactician, general and political leader. Um, I think he was pretty much unmatched during his time mm-hmm. from what I've read. And that's, I think, to be honest, I think Henry and Charles, they were like safely, remember, they're like Western Europe. So right. they're like, just they're pretty far, far away. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, they're like, maybe if we just like send nice things to him, like he'll <laughs> just like kind of leave Central Europe alone and then definitely leave us alone. Right. Which he kind of did, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um so that was kind of cool, <laughs> you know, from their perspective. But this, why Spanish? I mentioned that there were Spanish emissaries in mm-hmm. his court earlier. It's because the Spanish king at the time, mm-hmm. or the Spanish monarch, was very weary of him and yeah. sent these guys to like, hey, like, what's his deal? Yeah, because like I said earlier, like he wasn't like conquering to spread Islam. He it really he was just in it for himself. He was conquering for the sake of conquering. Exactly. That's it. He just plain loved and it. clear. Yeah. He found his calling. He found his calling indeed. Follow your passion, everyone. (laughs) I know, seriously. (laughs) So he would end up dying in 1405 doing what he loved best, (laughs) conquering foreign land. (laughs) That's how we all want to go, right? Doing what we love best. Exactly. And so, you know, this time the un or a very actually lucky recipient of his was Ming China. Mm -hmm. But... You know, and again, this is where the lucky part comes in. He would die before he ever got to the border with China. Okay. So, yeah, he was... Yes, uh, they're very lucky then. Yes. So, and knowing his track record, it just makes them even luckier. How did he die? Like, of what cause? I think it just... It was... um, uh, He got sick, natural causes. Okay. That makes sense. Because I was like, did someone, like... Did yeah, he like, finally he get was beat a, He was old. He was, like, 70... In his 70s or 80s or something like that. Okay. So he's remained undefeated. Yeah, he was undefeated That's in insane. battle. Like Julius Caesar was not undefeated. Like That's so mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, no wonder monarchs in Western Europe were like, we got to play nice with this guy. Yes. Just, you know, keep him at an keep arm's length. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, and in fact, like, he beat the Turks Mm -hmm. um, at one point. And, like, (laughs) Charles and and Henry sent letters to his court, like, Mm -hmm. basically saying, congratulations, good job. Oh, my God. They were being kiss asses. kissing his ass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him, though. That's how intimidating he was, though, that from such a far distance at that time, like, it would have taken so much power and determination and strategy to get near them yes. physically near them but they part of them must have believed he could do it mm-hmm. that's insane insane so remember i mentioned that twist yeah here it is what is it we're gonna jump over 500 years in the future let's go i love to time travel. the 20th century mm-hmm. so the Hi. date is June 19th, 1941, mm-hmm. and on orders directly from Joseph, Joseph Stalin himself, mm-hmm. Soviet archaeologists exhumed Timmer's body. Why? Well, I don't know why, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wait, do you just, really not? I really don't. I just think they were just like... <laughs> I thought you were trying to like... Hold a surprise back still. I was like, wait. No, I actually I don't know. Do you think Joseph Stalin was just like 
I mean, he was a dick, so... He was just, like, brushing his mustache one day and was like, you know what I want to do? Like, this dude was a great leader and military, you know, conqueror, strategist. Let's, like, zoom his body. That would be so fun. But, you know, they did find some interesting things. Okay. Um, In fact, he was, like, tall for the time, being Mm -hmm, mm 5'8". Yeah. Um, And he had a very broad chest. And most interestingly enough, he actually had red hair and a red beard. What? Yes. With his ethnic makeup, that's so interesting. I think it's because like he was part Turkish, part Mongol, probably part Slav. But and also, <laughs> it did <laughs> it did confirm that he had a limp in his right leg. Also, oh wow! So that was that was historically that, accurate. That wasn't just legend. So the biggest twist. It's not that he's a ginger. No, that's not the twist. <laughs> <laughs> the two, the crazy thing is, we're gonna move on to his curse. What? Yes, yes. So, and you heard that right. Yes, his curse. Okay, his curse. On his tomb, Mm -hmm. the words were transcribed, (laughs) when I rise from the dead, the world shall tremble. He also, which first of all, actually before I even get the next thing, when I read that, I was like, oh my God, he's the mummy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, that's basically like the The, mummy. The premise of the mummy? I've never seen it. I think it is. One... At least propaganda, Andrew. Probably, yeah. I, I'm, strikes again. It, it made me think of the mummy, so it must. That be. sounds right to me. Yeah, and I'm thinking of the one, of course, with Brendan Fraser. Yes, of course, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> and so, <laughs> not the one Tom Cruise. Sorry, that one was just terrible. I again, I haven't seen it. So <laughs> okay, but anyways, moving on. So the second there was a second inscription on there, and it read. Whomsoever opens my tomb shall unleash an invader more terrible than I. Ooh. So remember that date I told you, right? 1941? Yes, June 19th, 1941. (gasps) Well, on June 22nd, three days later, a person you might have heard of Mm -hmm. by the name of Adolf Hitler commenced Operation Barbarossa which was the invasion of the Soviet Union. That is insane. <laughs> yes. With, and also, but even the, more insidious than that, this is like more insidious than Timur could have ever imagined, Right, was to essentially put Germans into what was at the time like Western Soviet Union mm-hmm. with the goal of basically like genociding the Slavs. Yeah, of Like course. people of Slavic origin, right? Yeah. And installing them with people of Germanic heritage. Of course. That was like, he even had a word for it, um, but it was oh. basically like, yeah, it, it was pretty messed up. Can you read the inscriptions on his tomb again? Yes. So the first one that's not really applicable is, when I rise from the dead, the world shall tremble. That one needs to go on my grave. Okay. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And whomsoever opens my tomb shall unleash an invader more terrible than I. Wow, that's so accurate to what happened. That's scary. That's really scary. Yeah, someone worse comes along by far. By far, like maybe not in terms of the kill count. Actually, probably in terms of the kill count as well. Just yeah. No, definitely in terms of the kill count. Yeah, tens of millions of like an even more. Like someone even more like someone who's just someone more soulless. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I know. 
That's uh, crazy. Yeah, because like T- Timur was just, I think he didn't like his goal wasn't to kill people. It his was goal just, was to conquer. Yeah, it was to conquer. As we know, Adolf or yeah, I'm not even gonna joke about saying our boy Adolf, but like yeah. his his goal was to like literally it was just extermination. Mm-hmm. It was conquering as well, but extermination as well. Mm-hmm. Honestly, even maybe even more importantly. More importantly, definitely. Yeah. Oof. But so of course you know. Um, like I said, like the point of Operation Barbarossa was not only the invasion, but to effectively lead a genocide, you know, in that region. Wow. And, you know, at the time, this was also the largest invasion in the history of the world. Holy smoke. Yeah. So luckily for the Soviets, though, the Nazi invasion was not a success. But mm-hmm. was this due in part because of our boy Timmer? Why? What did he do? So... His remains were buried with full Islamic rites mm-hmm. in November of 1942, mm-hmm. just before the Soviets' crucial victory at the Battle of Stalingrad, which would shift the tide of the war in favor to the Soviets. And then, yes, and then the Soviets started, like, you know, gaining ground and taking back, like, the Soviet Union. Well, it's pretty messed up to exhume someone just because you're tired of brushing your mustache. Yeah, so I know. I'm really glad that they at least gave him full Islamic rights. Yeah, that's and true. It, and it looks like you know, especially in the Soviet Union which was like inherently atheist. Yes, you I'm so surprised they did that yeah, at they, all. Yeah, they like during Stalin's reign, they they completely like uh deconstructed churches mm-hmm. and mosques. They must have been shook. Yeah, I think they were really shook. Wow. So in a weird way, Timmers legacy lasted centuries beyond his life. Yeah, this was this happened five, over 500 years after he died. That's insane. Yeah, pretty cool. So, did Timur decide the fate of the world over 500 years after his death? I guess that's just up to your you know, personal interpretation. That is so crazy. I love that. I've never heard of any of this happening. I know, me neither. Like, and- I had never heard of Timur in the first place, let alone what the Soviet Union did and then what mm-hmm. the Nazis did right after. Like, I feel like that would be like a crazy cool detail to put into history classes. I know. I'm, and that's what's so insane is like, I cannot believe I didn't know any of this beforehand. Yeah. Where I, did you find out about this? Did I not not cite my source at the beginning? I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to be passive aggressive. (laughs) I was trying to. So I think I originally saw it on Korra, like Q-U-O-R-A. Oh, okay. Not Korra, like the Avatar. Mm -hmm. Um, But so that was one of my sources. Mm -hmm. And then also Mm historyanswers.co.uk, allocation.com, silkroad.com, and of course our best friend in the world, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. That is nuts. And yeah, I I love Cora. You find like the craziest stuff on there. I know. It's a good one to get lost into. Yeah, I think that, yeah, and that's how I found out about this guy, the connection with Joseph Stalin, Soviets, Nazis, all the good stuff. Wow. Well, thank you for educating us <laughs> on this is so weird. I love it. Yeah, this was really weird. I like this And a I love the time travel. Yes. That's time. always fun. Time travel is always a good time, you know? It's always a good idea. <gasps> you know what we should watch whilst... You know, pandemic still rages on. Mm-hmm. All the Back to the Future movies. Oh, that's... I'm uh, shocked we haven't done that yet. I know, me too. Everyone, There's one, two, and three. Yeah, everyone else, do it with us. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode number. We don't know. Weirdos. 15, 16, 183, 17, whatever. Whatever it is. And please uh, keep in touch with us by subscribing to the podcast. That way you just automatically get the podcast when we upload new episodes every Monday. And you can follow us on social media at history for weirdos And it's always going to be F-O-R, not the number four. Exactly. If you have a weird history story that you'd like us to look into or you'd like us to read your story, please, please, please email history weirdos at gmail.com because we'd love to hear more weird stuff from you. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be really excited to hear more stories from fans. Yes, Those are always please. good ones. That's those are always the best. So have a good week, weirdos. See you later. Bye.